0: scoutsagencycom com slash waitlist to sign up for first access. I'm bursting at the seams and I know I have to keep this a secret for just a couple weeks longer, so cannot wait. Okay, let's get into the episode. Scout Sobel, founder and CEO of Scouts Agency, a female-focused PR agency that specializes in the medium of podcasting. I also live with bipolar disorder. From being a college dropout to a business owner, I have garnered up the healing tools from living with a mental illness to build my entrepreneurial life. Welcome to my podcast, where I ramble about mental health tips, entrepreneurial strategies, and mindset shifts so that you can live your life of purpose. I am the Emotional Entrepreneur. And thank you for being here. Let's get into the episode, shall we? everybody, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Scout and as always I am so happy you press play because today we are going to be talking to how to get out of victimhood. One of my favorite topics that took me so fucking long to master and realize but once I sort of unlocked this idea that I was living on autopilot in victimhood... It transformed my mental health, my entrepreneurial journeys, my career, my purpose, my happiness, everything. But it took a really long time to get there because the ego loves to live as a victim to the world, to the external world. It likes to think that the things that are happening to your life are completely out of your control. But before we dive into all that juiciness, I have two announcements. Uh, I launched a newsletter, guys. So the newsletter goes out every Sunday. And I wanted it to go out every Sunday because I was sitting around chatting with my team and we were talking about Sunday scaries and how so many people dread Sundays because it's the day before Monday and they get anxious and they think about their to do list the next day and how they don't want to go to work and they want it to still be the weekend. And I realized that I haven't had Sunday scaries in years, basically since starting my agency. But even before then, because my life has really been painted by different entrepreneurial phases, like when I had my own magazine, when I worked on a digital media site. So Sunday Scaries has been such a foreign concept to me because I've never actually Worked a job that I either disliked or that wasn't super fulfilling me. Um, I think the last time I really had a relationship with Sunday Scaries was when I went was in high school, and I knew that I had to finish my homework Sunday evening before Monday. So, I was thinking of this idea of not only Sunday Scaries, but then I was listening to a podcast episode where David Meltzer was the guest, and he said that he starts his Monday Sunday evening. And he said that he uses his Sunday evening to really, really energetically connect to the, to connect to himself, to connect to his rest, connect to his intention so that he can wake up on Monday and move forward with a really, really clear head. And I very quickly realized that I do the exact same thing. So I love Sundays because it is a day for me and my husband to hang out. I wrote on my recent, one of my recent Instagram posts that I time batch my relationship, which sounds a little strange, but it's so true and beautiful. And Sunday evenings I like to do things early. I like to have dinner early. I like to put a face mask on early. I like to get in bed early. I like to unwind and disconnect and focus on me and my husband and a good book and a nutritious meal so that I can tap into the energy that I want to kind of exude throughout the rest of my week. I don't want Monday to start with a stressful Sunday. I want to wake up Monday and say, wow, yesterday was so nourishing and refreshing and I really set aside time for myself to relax, unwind, connect with my meaningful partner so that you know today I can move forward in my business in a really passionate and purposeful way. So this idea of prepping your week the Sunday before Monday and not having that be something that's labor intensive or anxiety inducing, but really having Sunday be or at least crafting a moment on Sunday for you to just be with yourself and to take care of yourself, I thought was so beautiful and a way to potentially start combating Sunday scaries so that if you do start your week off on Sunday evening getting really purposeful and intentional and quiet with yourself, you can enter into your work week with so much more clarity as well as maybe some shifts and acknowledgement of where what you want to change in your career so the newsletter every single Sunday you'll get it in your inbox and it's just basically a way to ground yourself to spend a moment turning inward and thinking about ways that you can create rituals on Sunday so that your Monday isn't so scary but rather it's something that you really look forward to because Monday is the day where you get at it where you get your dreams done all of that good stuff so if you want to be included in the newsletter and get that little Sunday treat, Um, you can go to the link in my bio, or there's a link in the show notes for you to easily sign up. I'm also releasing all of my new news on that newsletter, so including my book launch, including um, we're doing a mental health challenge in May, all of those things, you'll be the first to hear about them. I'm dropping all news there first, so definitely want to check that out. And of course, every single person that signs up, I'm so fucking wowed and honored that you l- invite me into your space. You know, an inbox, albeit might seem professional or business, it's still inviting me into your space, into your energetic field, into your Sundays. And so that is something you know I don't take lightly. And I just super appreciate the opportunity to to help all of us, to, you know, every time I send out that email, I ground myself on Sunday. I get the emails too. And so I take a moment and just sit in that energy as well. So it's something I'm super excited about. And I would be honored if you would join me on the ride. Um, if newsletters aren't your thing, but Clubhouse is your thing, today at 4 p.m. PST, I will be in a Clubhouse with Bailey Stanworth, who is the founder um, of Play Digital, as well as the co-host of What Day Is It podcast. So every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I will be hosting a room called The Emotional Entrepreneur where I interview another rad female entrepreneur and we chat all things mindset. And so today we're actually going to be talking about the art of morning routines. So the link will also be in my show notes and it's also in the link in my bio. If you guys want to add it to your calendar, we will see you there. We'll have a Q&A. Bring your questions. I'm really, really excited and I'll be announcing um, my next week's guest on Clubhouse in these podcast episodes as well. So you always know who is coming up in the Clubhouse pipeline. Okay, so I know that's a lot. A lot's going on. I am really excited, but today we are here to talk about how to get out of victimhood. I kind of categorized, and I'm kind of like, I like doing this um, where I create a topic and then I think of three to five actionable steps that I have taken in my past to really embody the specific lesson or the specific action that I'm going for. I find that instead of just talking about something for a long period of time, having breaking it down into an outline is a really, really beautiful way to, to realize actual implementation, to actually visualize a way to implement. So, to get out of victimhood, I have identified four separate perspective shifts perspective shifts, or action items um, that we can take every single time we feel ourselves going back into victimhood. As I said in the beginning of this podcast episode, when you play the victim, it's really your ego taking hold of you to keep you safe from holding any sort of responsibility over your life or over a situation. So the first idea or perspective shift or philosophy that I really had to adopt that completely changed my life is that when you live in a state of victimhood, you believe that the world happens to you. So every day you wake up and your boss did this, it's to you. Um, Your bill's getting paid, it's to you. Everything around you is externally just being forced upon you. But when you start to look at your life and the world as it happens for you and not to you, Not only do you recognize things that come your way, opportunities, challenges, external uh, circumstances as a way to broaden your horizon, grow your skill set, garner up more strength, you stop seeing everything that happens to you as things that are just happening to you out of your control for no reason. You're either being punished, etc. You know, some people, you know, get money that happens to them. Some people don't. That also happens to them. That's kind of an example of how people that believe that the world happens to them could exemplify. For me, I deeply, deeply, deeply believe that the world and my life outside of my physical body happens for me. So every little thing that comes across my desk, that comes across my emotional experience that physically meets me in this reality is happening for me. My bipolar disorder is happening for me. My parents' divorce happened for me. All of these things, when I view them good and bad, they are happening for me. So when I sign a really successful client, it's happening for me. When a client leaves unexpectedly because they're unsatisfied with maybe it's my service or my customer service, it's for me. And so if we can slowly but surely change our perspective to really realizing that the world is happening for us and not to us, it emboldens us to take an active part in the creation of our lives. So the second thing, once you've kind of started formulating that perspective, which will really get solidified in step four, the second thing is to take radical responsibility for your life. So if things are happening for you, that means that you have to show up and accept them. I always ask myself, in what way have I allowed the things that are happening in my life to happen? For example, I had a client who was asking, 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 taking, 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 not re- respecting boundaries, stepping all over me, putting work on me that was not in our scope that she was paying for. And it got to a point where I felt really overwhelmed, anxious, and run down. And I was talking to my coach about it. And I was saying that she's doing this, she's doing this, she's doing this, which is a really this is happening to me victimhood mentality. And my coach said, Yes, she is doing these things, but in what ways have you energetically allowed her to step all over you? In what ways? Have you shown her that it's okay to do these things to you? And I had to take a step back and realize that every time she asked me to do this other task that wasn't in the scope of work in our contract, I would say yes, really, really happily. I'd be like, of course, I got you, no worries. So, of course, she thinks I'm available for all these extra things. She has no idea that I'm sitting here, anxious, brooding, about to explode because I feel taken advantage of. So I allowed her to treat me that way. And when I said yes, when she asked me these things, it signaled to her that I'm available to be extended in this way. I'm available for additional scope of work that's not being paid for. And so in that sense, I have to take responsibility for the way that I've been showing up because I didn't put boundaries over what I am and not available. Therefore, she crossed the boundary because there was none. So how can I really get angry at her for essentially crossing a quote unquote boundary that I never even created? So when something is happening in your life that's unfavorable, even if it's so hard to ask yourself, you have to sit and ask, in what ways have I allowed this to happen? I do want to put a disclaimer that if you are physically sexually abused uh, and you were a complete victim of a tragic physical emotional crime, this does not apply to you. That is an entirely separate conversation. So please don't sit here and say, in what ways did I allow physical harm to come to me? Um, That is something that is much deep-seated rooted and deserves a completely separate conversation. So when I talk about in what ways have you allowed the things in your life to happen, I mean in a much more rudimentary way where your survival is not the thing in question here. So... For more on this, you can go to episode 37 where I talked about taking radical responsibility for your emotions. It's very similar to that because your emotions create your reality. They impact your actions, your thoughts, all of those things. So I will also link that episode in the show notes so you can take a a little leap over there if you want to dive deeper into how to take radical responsibility for your life. So the third way to get out of victimhood is to ditch excuses no matter how valid they are because they don't serve you. Excuses... I don't care how valid they are. The only thing they do is stop you in their tracks. The only thing they do is justify why you're not taking action or why you're not successful or why you haven't reached certain areas of success. So if you find yourself coming up with excuses that are valid or totally, you know, mostly probably invalid, catch yourself, challenge yourself to explain your situation without an excuse. Figure out how to paint the color of your future without excuses. It can be, I don't have enough time. That's an excuse. You do have enough time. You're just choosing to not utilize your time in a way that best serves this one idea. You're using your time for other things, which is totally great. But by sitting around and saying, I don't have time, you're keeping yourself stuck in an idea that might never see the light of day. One, because clearly it's not your purpose and two, you're sitting in that emotion of what if one day. I always say when you make excuses, it keeps the idea in your head. Either get rid of the idea or get it into execution mode, but having it live in your head is such a waste of energy for you and your dreams when you could be putting it towards things that either really propel your life forward or towards actually extracting that idea into your physical reality so that you can start to make those dreams come true. So, Challenge yourself if you hear or think of an excuse for something, even if it's valid, choose to not say it. Choose to not focus on it. Try to figure out another way out of the situation or another way to describe the situation. And then the fourth gift in getting out of victimhood is to find the gift in everything. This is so important and really ties back to number one, the world happens for you and not to you. I view... Things such as my bipolar disorder and my suicidal suicidal ideation, as one of the most beautiful gifts that could have, I could have ever received, because I understand the very large, wide, deep range of human emotions. And therefore, I know what it's like to coast to the other side. And I know that if I don't take care of myself, that I will coast there. So in the pursuit of alleviating and managing my depression, anxiety, and psychosis and suicidal ideation, I was able to find immense meaning in my life because through finding meaning and through finding fulfillment, that is how I keep myself stable and manage my mental illness on a daily basis having bipolar disorder and going through years where I was so depressed to even work a job, the gift in that is that now everything I do is meaningful. Everything I do is fulfilling and everything I do is guided towards my purpose. So if you can sit there and ask yourself, imagine the challenge that you're going through and ask how this could be a gift for you in the future and how you can show up and receive that gift. Because if we don't receive the gifts of our pain, we are just in a state of endless suffering. Beauty does come from pain. Gifts do come from challenges if we decide to acknowledge and accept them. And if we don't, we sit in the victimhood of suffering. So the moment that I decided to get out of victimhood and take radical responsibility for my life, understand that my world happens for me and not to me, ditch every excuse I could ever come up with, no matter how valid they were, just basically on the simple fact that they did not serve me and finding the gifts in my challenges allows me to stay in an empowered state where I'm actively creating my life versus being in a victimhood state where things are happening to me and I have no control over the future, my present, my current state, all of the things. So once I got out of victimhood with my bipolar disorder was truly the moment that I stood up and I showed up for my life the exact way that I wanted to. So I hope this was helpful. As always, if you know a friend that you think needs to hear this, I would so appreciate it if you would text this to a friend. That's really how I build the Scout podcast community. That's how I grow the podcast. That's how we bring in more community members that talk about mental health and entrepreneurship and finding your life of purpose. And that community is exactly, and mission, is exactly what lights me up. So I hope you have a beautiful day. And if you're not already, follow me along on Instagram at so- at Scout Sobel. I will catch you next time.